If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Alright guys, welcome back to the sandbox and we're here to talk about the fantasy playoffs. It's crazy that we got here already. We talk about week 12 and the conclusion, our impressions already. But week 13 is the last week we got and everyone's making that playoff push. Everyone's trying to prepare for weeks 14, 15, and 16. So today, we're going to talk about some guys that we ha- that we like, you know, their schedules. We're going to talk about some teams with unfavorable matchups and all that fantasy rundown. Guys, I'm going to kick it off with a team that I think has an extremely favorable schedule. I mentioned this in the impressions a little bit or just in some side conversation. But Seattle, with the great offense that they are, has a great schedule going over the next four games. They play against the NFC East, which means Philly, Washington, and the Giants. And then they also play the Jets. So I think all those teams combined for maybe a 300 record, if we're lucky, in Seattle just needs a couple wins to get in the right the right track, and I feel like the defense can kind of make up some of this slack, even though they've been falling off a little bit. But I'm expecting, you know, big weeks from DK Metcalf, Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and whoever they put at running back, because with the exception of the Giants and maybe Washington a little bit, I don't expect Philly and the Jets to put up any sort of fight against Seattle's offense. Yeah, I like that a lot, Steven. Another team I love specifically with their running backs is, is Tampa Bay. With their matchups coming up, three of them are Minnesota, Detroit, and Atlanta. You know what I mean? If if you're going to talk about uh, three teams that have an awful run defense and awful defenses, period, it's those teams right there. And I think as the season goes on, we'll see Rojo specifically get more touches. And I, I love him versus all those teams coming up. You saw versus Kansas City, he had a decent fantasy game, and, and they didn't really run the ball a lot. So the opportunities versus uh, Minnesota, Detroit, and Atlanta for Tampa Bay play all their guys, but specifically Rojo. And it definitely helps, too, that they have the bye this week. Huge. You know what I mean? Week 13 bye, I mean, especially for Tom Brady. I mean, that team's getting together. And, you know, maybe they can go over some of the kinks that they had as far as an offense goes. And maybe, you know, Mike Evans is a little bit better after the after the bye week and stuff, too. But My team that is definitely a favorable schedule, and I'm sure a ton of you probably have these guys on your teams, is the Green Bay Packers. And I mean, to close out their season, they got Philly, and they're at Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee, and then at Chicago. And realistically, besides Tennessee, I really don't see them even coming close to losing any of these games. I mean, Philly, blowout. We know Detroit, how bad they are. Carolina might give them a little bit of a game, but I still see Green Bay just absolutely pounding them. Like I said, Tennessee... Going to be up in the air. I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to lose that game, but if there's one that they're going to lose, it would be that one. And then they're going to close out at Chicago. I mean, we saw what they did to them last night, and that's just going to be a repeat, especially if come the end of the season they're fighting for seeding or, you know, if Chicago's still in the hunt for the division, then that could be somewhat of a game. But, I mean, realistically, I see the Packers going at least 4-1, and one, if not 5-0. and oh, if, they can, if they can steal that game from the Titans, they realistically are going to finish 5-0 and oh to to end the season and with a pretty decent record going into the playoffs. So. No, they they definitely will. And, Kev, that was one of the teams that I would say personally for the favorable schedules too if I had to pick another one. But outside of that, guys, going to a team with an unfavorable schedule, I'm going to have to shy towards the Buffalo Bills. And I mentioned this earlier when, when we wrote an article and I was talking about the guys to trade away. And, Kev, one of them was Devin Singletary, your guy. Mm-hmm. And I talked about you know that playoff stretch that the Bills have. And as a team... You know, outside of the fantasy perspective, they're fine. You know, they're 8-3. and three. They're very comfortable. They can lose a couple of games. 
But fantasy, this stuff is all extremely important. And going against Pittsburgh, going to Denver, and then playing New England, I mean, I feel like those are really tough matchups. I know Denver might be a little bit generous, but playing in the cold in Denver, I feel like, is is not going to be fun. And Pittsburgh and New England, they're going to play the Bills really tough. That Those are two AFC teams that are looking to get on top for seeding. And, Lou, like you mentioned, the Pats in the playoff push. Um, so I think that's really unfavorable. You're obviously still starting, you know, your Stephon Diggs, you're starting Josh Allen, but I would hamper expectations, you know, for those running backs over in Buffalo. Yeah, man, Steven, and surprisingly, a uh, guy that I love going forward, and I have love, period, Miles Sanders. The Eagle schedule is tough coming up, but for run defense, it's it's not at all. Uh, they play Green Bay after Seattle, one of the worst run defenses in the league, as we as we just saw. New Orleans, not a great run defense. Arizona, awful run defense. And then Dallas, another awful run defense. So Miles Sanders, I think, is going to be great going forward, uh, whether it's on the ground, catching the football. He seems to be the only constant in that offense as pieces fall in and out, and I just love his volume, especially versus absolutely poo-poo, uh, or goop as we like to say, um, defenses. Yeah, so I actually have two teams on here, and the reason I'm talking about both of these teams is both of these teams are very likely teams we could see in the playoffs, and the first one's Washington, and they have a very tough schedule, at least in my opinion, coming up at Pittsburgh, at San Fran, and then Seattle, Carolina, and then finishing with at Philly. So definitely could you know see them dropping a game to Pittsburgh, San Fran will be close, but I think San Fran can definitely steal a game from them. And then Seattle and Carolina, I think, will also beat them. Philly at the end of the season to close it out. That'll probably come down to who's fighting for a playoff spot. So I think I think Washington will take that one. But realistically, I see them finishing either one and four or two and three. And then the Browns. I mean, we already talked about how fraud of a team the Browns are. They got at Tennessee, Baltimore, at the Giants, at the Jets, and then Pittsburgh. So, I mean, you're talking Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Those are two of the, probably the top three teams in the in the AFC. So going to be a tough matchup. And then, you know, Baltimore and, and the Giants are obviously not where they want to be, but are still tough matchups for any team. And then obviously the Jets, the Browns should be able to beat. But again, see them finishing one and four, two and three. So definitely uh, would be precautious about them. Yeah, no, I hear that. But I, I definitely still think I'm starting, you know, Nick Chubb. I'm definitely still starting Kareem Hunt. Those guys, uh, those guys are, are most likely locked and loaded as your fantasy guys to play. But, guys, I want to go to someone that I feel confident about. Lou, you mentioned Mike Evans in Tampa Bay and how they had a good record, so he was definitely someone I had on my list. Another wide receiver that I have on here that I think is going to have a good couple of weeks is A.J. Brown. I really like uh, Tennessee's schedule going forward. we just seen what he did with that kickoff return, got a nice couple extra fantasy points this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely not good for the Colts, but but good for the Titans there and good for A.J. Brown fantasy owners. And he didn't start off the season too hot. We know we missed the first couple of weeks, but I definitely think he can pick up the slack and still finish as that top 15 receiver he was projected to be before the season started. But guys, another person, or I guess you could say a team that I'm actually very fond of for as far as the fantasy matchups go, I'm starting Herbert, I'm starting Ekla, I'm starting Hunter Henry, and I'm starting Keenan Allen. I think they have they all have a great stretch of games. Atlanta, at Las Vegas, Denver. I, I know that two of those are division games in at Las Vegas and Denver, but you know, this is a team that's gonna be playing from behind a lot. They're gonna be pass heavy and those guys are all strictly volume and I expect that to continue. Yeah, I agree with that, especially the Herbert pick. Uh he he's gonna sling it no matter what. Uh but 
A couple of guys I hate going forward for the rest of the season. The two DJs on the Texans, Duke Johnson and David Johnson, when he comes back, uh, they have a tough schedule for run defenses coming up, period. They play the Colts twice, the Bears in Chicago, uh, and then at the end they play the Titans, which isn't good. They play the Bengals in between the uh, the Titans and one of the Colts games. But again, the Bengals' defense is no slouch, so to act like that's a, a walkthrough game by any means, I just don't love it, uh, especially if it's Duke Johnson. I mean... He's kind of been a backup his whole career outside of in Cleveland where he kind of quit on them, I guess, and wanted to be moved. I remember him and Baker had that whole spat, but mm-hmm. I do not like that that backfield uh, heading forward. The Colts healthy twice as tough. Uh, the Bears are devastating as a run defense. I mean, and, and the Titans should shellack them again, so mm-hmm. that should be a good... Uh, Good premise for the Titans to end the season, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, so one guy I'm definitely comfortable with playing, and Steve, this is all credit to you because you actually made the the transaction for me and that's Wayne Gallman on the Giants I yes, mean sir. yeah I mean laugh all you want and yeah it's the Giants but realistically like we were saying they're they're going to be in the running for winning that division and their offense right now is is very heavily relying on on Wayne Gallman not in the sense of he's their whole offense but we see how much better that offense is and how be- how much better Daniel Jones is when they can have both the running and the passing game going so I think he's going to have a big end of the season. I mean, if you look at his stats, he's had six touchdowns in the last five weeks. So he's averaging about a little over a touchdown a week the past five weeks. And if they're going to be fighting for division or even a wild card spot, whatever it may be, he's going to get a ton of touches and a ton of volume. So expect, especially in a, in a full point PPR league, definitely would, would play Gallman. Yes, sir. Love to hear it and love to root for it as a Giants fan. Uh, Giants news. Uh, Daniel Jones just has a strain of the hamstring and will we'll miss some time. Oh. So no tear. No tear, but we will miss some time. If he can miss one week, two weeks, and, and you know we're playing against Seattle and Arizona, I'll take those two losses as long as he can get healthy against True. the the Browns in the Cowboys. True. It's all about how you finish, baby. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> but to go to some plays that I'm not a fan of, we already talked about this after the Joe Barrow injury. I'm not a fan of starting any Bengals, even though T. Higgins had a solid game. But two guys that I'm just going to name drop. You guys can give me your opinion on it. James Conner and Damian Harris. Kev, I know you're a James Conner owner. Um, he really hasn't impressed too much this season, and I feel like you're just hoping that he gets you 12 points every week. You know what I mean? Whether that's like a touchdown and 60 yards or 120 total. But he definitely gets benefited more in PPR leagues. And another one. Damian Harris, I mean, he's been fed for the Pats recently, but I'm just, I'm not expecting that trend to continue as successfully as he has been. I do think he could be a running back for the future for the Pats, but I definitely think as far as fantasy goes, James Conner and Damian Harris are guys that are going to have trouble this this fantasy postseason. Yeah, I I think Connor could be tough, and Damian Harris, as James White gets back into the swing of things, I think that diminishes his value seriously. But another guy I'm all out on, for the rest of the season. I don't even know why we thought it was going to work, but I'm out on Le'Veon. Even in a game where they don't run the football well, they barely run it at all, he still can't outplay Clyde Edwards, and he was there for, I think, almost as many snaps. So going forward, I mean, even when they play tough teams, I still think Clyde Edwards is the guy, and I don't even think Le'Veon is worth a flex spot at this point. It's just, we're getting the same thing. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree, and I think Le'Veon's production will become more successful outside of a fantasy perspective because he's not going to play as much as Edwards Hilaire. And if he does go in for, say, 15 to 20 offensive plays and he gets six to eight touches in that, 
I'm sure that those are going to be positive plays, whether they're screen passes, outside runs, inside runs. They're definitely two different styles of running backs. Um, but as far as a fantasy perspective goes, Lou, I have to agree with you. Uh, CEH all day. Woo! Yeah, so Steve, to, just to touch upon your point about James Conner, I agree. I am a little biased, though, because I do have him in my full-point PPR league, so he does put up a little bit extra points. Um, but definitely agree there. One guy that you mentioned earlier that I'm definitely out on and have been out on him since probably like week five is Devin Singletary. I mean, like you said, that Bill's running offense really isn't much, and I feel like when they are running, a lot of the time it's Josh Allen. So definitely am out on him. But guys, everyone have some luck with the fantasy playoffs coming coming to a start. But that's going to wrap things up for our fantasy playoff preview. Make sure you're listening to what me and Lou have to say because Kevin's just listening to what we got to say. So definitely don't want to hit his takes, but good luck for everyone in fantasy. We're hoping you guys can all get your wins. I'm still hoping to tough it out in a couple of leagues, sneak in the playoffs in that sixth spot. So crossing my fingers, hoping for the best. We got a lot coming to you guys this week. We got our impressions. We got the fantasy playoff preview. We got some ball talk. We got our toy drive too. So you guys can go to sensesandbox.net, commit a toy donation to help make a difference in your community and help give back. That's going to wrap things up, guys. And don't forget, leave us that five stars.